is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network, presented by Prize Picks. If you have not yet deposited on prizepicks.com, change that right now. Go to the description, use our link, or just use code MMN4. Mayo Media Network, and on your first deposit, they will match you for up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $200. You deposit $50, you get $100. You deposit $20, you get $40. So just go do that right now through our link or code MMN, because there are some juicy prize picks to be had this week on the Friday night slate. So we're going to be talking about the prize picks over-unders for fantasy props for Friday night, DraftKings picks for Friday night, and later on in the show, Laquan Jones is going to be on to talk about the risky side of some running backs that you might like in your fantasy drafts. As always, use the time code, smash the like button to this video in the description. Tell me who you think that the riskiest running back is who people actually seem to like. I kind of think that it's Antonio Gibson, but that's me. I'm not buying into this whole, he's the new Christian McCaffrey hype, but hey, maybe I'm dead wrong on that, but I think he's a bit riskier than people might be making out. So Laquan's going to go over his guys that he thinks are risky. I want to know who you think is risky at the running back position this season. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network right now on YouTube. Just go over to the button, go click, and you're going to be good to go. And thank you for everyone who rated and reviewed this show on Apple Podcasts. I gave away $1,500 to people in that, so 15 people get a hundred dollar just paypal right to them we're going to be doing some more giveaways so please continue to rate and review fantasy football picks and bets and do the same by subscribing to mayo media network we're going to have giveaways as well in the free newsletter and you can find that in the description right now tons of stuff down in that description if you've never checked it out time codes giveaways hot links to rankings shows uh lauren carpenter is going to be back on friday evening for the saturday DraftKings and prize picks and sunday as well a bit of touching on that uh for the betting side. So we got you covered on fantasy football picks and bets. Again, subscribe. Joining me on the line like he's been doing each of the first few weeks of the preseason, it's Cody Main from EstablishTheRun.com. You're kind of hyped about these games. I like it. I am excited. This is just a two-gamer on Friday, but oh my God, we got a lot to talk about here. There's, there's going to be plenty of action and plenty of ways to go. Uh, prize picks are already looking pretty juicy. So if you want to dive right in, I'm ready. Yeah, let's cover the prize picks to start off. We're looking for, the thing is, you can only take one player from each team. So, you know, there are four teams on this slate. So theoretically, you could play up to four if you wanted to. Maybe we just try to hammer down on two. What are you seeing as value right away here? All right, the first one that really stood out is Taylor Heineke. So Washington football team is on the slate. We now know that Kyle Allen will be back. He has declared himself playing Friday, despite the ankle injury that has been bugging him this offseason. So in preseason week one, we saw 14 snaps out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. We saw 27 snaps from Taylor Heineke. Obviously, Kyle Allen was out, and they still have Steven Montez for mop-up duty if necessary. So they're carrying four quarterbacks. We're expecting at least three of them to play. On prize picks, uh, Taylor Heineke's fantasy score is 6.4. I see no way that he achieves that unless for some reason he throws two fluky touchdown passes. I don't see a touchdown plus what 65 yards in Taylor Heineke's future on Friday. So I am under Taylor Heineke's 6.4 fantasy points. All right. 6.4 fantasy points. We're going to take the under that one stands out right away. I like it. 
That gives us one solid base that we can build off of, and you can do either the power play where you need to get all of your picks correct on prize picks, or you can do the flex play where you need to get one of two or two of three or three of four. Obviously, that the odds aren't quite as high even if you hit them all if you do take the flex option, but it gives you a bit more leeway if you're just trying to build your bankroll up on prize picks. So you can do that by checking the link in the description, depositing through there, and doubling your money right away. I mean, it's free money. You might as well just go take it. Use code MMN at checkout. What else? do you see on the site besides Heineke unders or anyone else any other one that you're just like oh no that's the one I need to be on all right here here's where things get interesting I don't know how much you're grinding Andy Reid press conferences but he has come out and said that the starters will get the entire first half in week two I don't see that happening no one had established the run sees that happening in fact in our depth charts we're expecting about one to 1.5 quarters I think that might even be high for these guys so the group of Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. I don't see any way that they play an entire half. Uh, the, the price picks numbers are, are put at, at a rate that I think that they're expecting at least 1.5 quarters. So if we go back to 2019 when these guys played their last preseason, in week two, Travis Kelsey played seven snaps. Uh, Patrick Mahomes played nine snaps. I just don't see a way that these guys get to uh, any sort of meaningful amount of snaps to produce a fantasy score that, they, that they're at. So... Uh, really, it's just kind of pick your favorite. I think Mahomes is my favorite right now, 9.6 fantasy points. Some of these guys like Tyreek Hill, if he plays nine snaps, catches one for 60, then you you in a touchdown, you might just be be totally dust anyway. But like Mahomes, 9.6 points, he's, he's likely going to have to throw two touchdowns and put up what, almost 50 yards. So in the limited playing time that I'm expecting, despite what Andy Reid has come out and said, I like under 9.6 fantasy points for Patrick Mahomes. So under 9.6 fantasy points and under 6.4 fantasy points, a, we go under, under, and we do the power play. That means a $25 prize picks will give us $75 in return. So double under. Do you, so do you think it is better to go with Mahomes instead of someone like Kelsey? Because Kelsey's fantasy score is over under eight and a half fantasy points. Like that's a lot for Travis Kelsey to get to because you don't really expect him to have the one catch for 60 yards and a touchdown. I would think that out of like Tyree Kill or Mecole Hardman, more or less with Kelsey, I'm thinking like, oh, he'd have to go like three if he goes three, he'd even go four for 34. Let's say three for 40, and he's still not even there yet. He would have to score a touchdown in that instance. And even if he does score a touchdown, it's like one for seven with a touchdown. Does that get him there? No, that wouldn't even get him there if it's no, just it's, one red zone target. So is that a better under than the Mahomes? Because the Mahomes is now 9.6 is a lot for a quarterback, considering passing touchdowns are only four points. I still think the the Mahomes one is my favorite. I think they could leave him in for a drive. He scores a touchdown, they pull him out. Um Man, it's it gets really scary with these pass catchers because the way the scoring sets up PPR. If he if he does catch a touchdown, six points there, one point for the reception, ten yards, and he's he's right there at the number. So I, I still would lean Patrick Mahomes, but he would be my second one. He's he's a guy that if he's going to get over that number, he's probably going to rack it up in volume, and, and I'll just be wrong on my playing time projection. But Tyree Kill, man, I mean he he could burn one of these second <laughs> second string cornerbacks for 60 yards, a reception and a touchdown. And then he smashes that number. So yeah, it would be Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and then Hill. All right. So that's the way that I'm going to do it. I'm going to go under on Patrick Mahomes, 9.6 fantasy points under on Taylor Heineke, 6.4. 
Fantasy points on prize picks. Yeah, well, how much are we going to put on it? Let's put 40 bucks on it. 40 bucks to win 120. That's going to be the move for me this week on prize picks, Cody. Thank you for that. They're not offering Bengals and they're not offering any Arizona Cardinals on this slate right now because no one really knows what's it, no one knows what's going on with those offenses at the moment. But the DraftKings slate isn't out as we are speaking right now. Like you said, they actually posted it following the conclusion of Locke at the Thursday night game. And there's only the single showdown contest going on on DraftKings on Thursday night. So immediately following that, we'll have the Friday night games, the two-game slate, where we will have Bengals and Cardinals to put into the mix. So if we're thinking about DraftKings and the way that we want to allocate our lineups, if we're thinking about the myriad quarterbacks on the slate, which is the way that we want to go? Like, How, how much run do you think that Kyle Allen actually gets for the Washington football team this time around? Quarterback gets pretty ugly because, like we said, we, we expect potentially all four quarterbacks to play in Washington Maybe they cut out Steven Montez. That still doesn't do a whole lot for me. Kansas City is carrying four quarterbacks. We may expect a quarter out of each one of those. So those two teams are kind of initial cross-offs. As of right now, I don't have a ton of interest in Kyle Allen. Um, Cincinnati, they're not expected to play Joe Burrow. In fact, I think he's already been ruled out. That leaves them with just two quarter, three quarterbacks. But Eric Dungy didn't play in preseason week one. His status is undisclosed right now. So they might be rolling with two. So uh, starting with Cincinnati, they've got Brandon Allen and Kyle Schirmer. Kyle Schirmer handled, handled a bulk of the snaps in week one, 48 snaps out of 71. So I like that. However, there's one guy that I like a whole lot more, and he played a very nice 69% of the team snaps in preseason week one. That's Chris Strebler. He rushed uh, 10 times. And I don't know if you paid any attention to the clips coming out of that game in their preseason week one contest, but he was bowling over people in the secondary. So uh, Chris, Chris Strievler, we don't know how much time they're going to let Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray play, but he would be my starting point for quarterback on the two game slate. Chris Strebler on the Cardinals. Do we think that anyone uh, there is to pair up with him, whether it to be at wide receiver or be at tight end? Because, I mean, you came on the show last week and we're like, hey, play play Quez Watkins. I was like, okay, I did that. And then I won money. It was great. So do we have any of those guys this week? Yeah, that worked out well last week with the 79-yard bomb from God, Joe Flacco. I know, of, of all, all people, people yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, there is somebody I'd like to pair with. And we've talked about this. We don't necessarily need to force stacks where it doesn't make sense. Um, but the Cardinals, they're old in their, in their receiver core. They got DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. Those guys aren't expected to play a whole lot. Andy Isabella, rest in peace, will not be available for preseason week two. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson played 53 snaps, which was 75% of total snaps in preseason week one. He's an outside receiver. He's a guy that, that would step into a thin situation if DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green don't play a whole lot. So if I am running Chris Strebler, I have no problem pairing him up with Keyshawn Johnson. All right. Are there any other wide receivers on this slate, maybe not on the Cardinals, on other teams that you can see getting some extended run? It's it's tough that it's this early. We don't have a whole lot of information yet from coaches, from beat reporters. That hopefully that stuff will start to trickle out. We'll continue to update on establish the run. We'll update our depth charts with expected playing time, and we'll have our tiered top plays by Friday. Right now, the way things stand, uh, the, the wide receiver position is just pretty tough. It, it's tough to make heads or tails out of which guys at the bottom of the depth chart will get extensive playing time. Someone like uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, they have set, they have already come out and said that the starters will not play more than a quarter. I like that. They're only rolling nine wide receivers deep right now. Stanley Morgan is a name that we're familiar with from past preseasons. Uh, shout out to Nebraska. He's a Nebraska guy. Uh, 26 snaps in preseason week one. 
sometimes that's enough to get it done. We're not, we're not going to get 50 snaps out of every single one of our receivers. So Stanley Morgan from the Bengals, uh, we expect it to be a little thin up top with those guys not playing more than a, a quarter. And then the back end of the depth chart is also pretty thin too. Okay, so we got Stanley Morgan, we got Keyshawn Johnson. That's a good core to go with with our quarterback at running back. What do you think that the potential options here are going to be? Is it like Chiefs backfield that we want to look at? Is it is it going to be Washington's backfield, do you think? I do like the Washington backfield. I don't know how much we're going to expect from the starters. Again, that's, that's pretty unclear at this point. They played two series last week, they, they, and they may get a full quarter or play into quarter two of preseason week two. The thing about them is uh, Antonio Gibson and JD, JD McKissick are still splitting time with the starters. So we don't expect a whole lot of time for either of those guys with the twos. Peyton Barber's an older back. He only played 11 snaps in week one. Jonathan Williams is another guy that's an older back, only played nine snaps in preseason week one. So we got 27 snaps out of Jarrett Patterson. He led the backfield with 10 carries and also got four targets. Uh, that's a guy that I expect them to get another look at in week two. So Jarrett Patterson makes sense at the running back position. All right. Is there any tight end that you can even just cobble together that you can throw into a lineup here? You know what? Interestingly enough, the tight end position isn't all that bad. Uh, the, the Chiefs have two guys that I'm interested in. Like we mentioned, I don't expect a whole lot out of Travis Kelsey. Uh, either there's something going on with our good friend Blake Bell, the belldozer. He only played seven snaps in week one, or they just think enough of him that they don't need to see more out of him. They only run four deep in total. So a guy like Noah Gray played 33 snaps in preseason week one, led that position group with 21 pass routes. He didn't get targeted in the game. Uh, it was a guy that we were high on last week at established the run. So we unfortunately took a bagel there, but uh, the playing time was there. I think it was the right process. We just, we just ran a little bad. And then another guy, Jody Fortson, 35 snaps in preseason week one, he actually smashed. So both of those guys on the chiefs, if, if we're going with this theme that we don't think they run Travis Kelsey a whole lot, then I like both of those guys at the back end of the chiefs depth chart. Who is that guy? Jo Jordan Felton. Jody Fortson. Jody Fortson. Okay. He might actually go by Joe Fortson. There's a Jody and on uh, our good friend PFF, he's listed as Joe Fortson. So <laughs> I haven't seen the DraftKings player pool yet, but look for the Fortson. All right. Do you have any lean on a defense or just whoever's cheapest? Which they all are exactly the same. So which they're one? exactly same price. Uh whew, I mean, we talked about those Washington football team quarterbacks. I don't I don't really trust the trio of Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, and Steven Montez. So I think I would I would start there. But uh, you know, as much as we like Chris Strievler, <laughs> that's not a name that instills much fear in opposing defenses. So I if he's gonna get a majority of the game, I think you can also play that. It, We've talked about this. The best thing for your quarterback is if he throws a pick six, right? They get in, in negative game script and are forced to pass more. We're only focused on playing time at this point. So if he's going to play 70% of the snaps, I don't care if he throws a pick six or, or gets sacked six times. He's still going to rack up the, the volume. So I don't have a problem, on it, especially on a two-game slate, playing a defense against my quarterback. So I would start with the team playing the Washington football team and the team playing Chris Strievler and the Cardinals. Okay, so Cincinnati's defense is what we're looking at here. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, lock, lock him in. Lock in the Bengals' defense. All right, Cody Main, what can everyone expect you? You alluded to it before, but over at EstablishTheRun.com for all of these preseason slates. Yeah, you bet. We've got tiered top plays for every slate. That includes tonight's uh, ugly showdown slate. So check that out. We'll have tiered top plays for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. Constantly updating depth charts with a lot of the information that I just gave out. Snaps, 
targets, receptions, injury reports, transactions, all of that will be constantly updating on the site. And then uh, PSU fans, Sean Newsham, Adam Levitan, and myself, we will be going live for every main slate leading up to lock. So check that all out on the site, establishmentlearn.com. If you want to get in on the weekend action at DraftKings and on Prize Picks, stay tuned on Mayo Media Network. There will be a Friday night show breaking down the Saturday games and the Sunday games. So once again, go make your deposit at prizepicks.com right now. Use code MMN and get a match up to $100. We just gave you two you can do. The, the move is go under on Heineke and then go under on Patrick Mahomes print money, come back next week, or just play the next day's slate, and you will be good to go. Coming up right now, Laquan Jones has some downside of running backs who might be a little bit popular. So once again, in the comment section, tell me which running back that you have some doubts about, because here are the ones that Laquan has doubts about. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is your boy LQ, and this is the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks. Make sure you guys sign up today and use promo code MMN, and you'll be able to match up your deposit up to 100 bucks. Sign up now. Go get those dollars. So today, I got a great episode for you guys. It's called Risky Business. Now, I'm not telling you to fade these three guys that I got for you today. It's just want to get the mind flowing, get the juices flowing. Just give you something to think about when you go to that draft board and you take these players. So again, it's not a fade episode. It's not telling you to stay away clear. I just want you guys to think about when you're going on that draft board and picking these players. So let's get right into it. Now, Darrell Henderson at the 401 spot, he's looking like a lot of people's RB2s, but I kind of want to pump the brakes. I just want to get you guys to think. We have yet to see him with a full workload. We have yet to see him over a 60% snap share. In the three games that he had over 15 rushing attempts, that was because Akers was hurt and he wasn't there. So I really feel like Akers being the guy was set in stone for Sean McVay and the Rams. I definitely think Henderson was the afterthought, and then Akers went down. If we look at the draft capital with these two, they went out and drafted Akers the year after they took Hendo, and they traded up in both times. So if Hendo was the plan for the future, I don't think they would have got Akers. So I definitely want you guys to think about that for a second. Now, I'd rather take a Robert Woods. I'd rather take a Julio Jones or a Amari Cooper in that fourth round and et cetera, et cetera, or a Cooper Cup or a Mike Evans. All these guys are there in the fourth round. I'd rather secure my two running backs in the first and second round so I'm not looking for an RB2 in the third or fourth round. I really feel like you can still find a workhorse in that second round to where you don't need to worry about an RB2 when it comes to the third and fourth round. i just much rather have you know those wide receivers that are great as wide receiver ones and et cetera in that later round, just to feel more comfortable about my team and about the draft and how everything shakes out. So I just want you guys to think about that. Darrell Henderson as your RB2, it sounds good, but I just want you guys to be able to prepare yourselves after you take this pick in the fourth round with Darrell Henderson. So let's keep the ball rolling. Next up, I got Jonathan Taylor in that 201 spot. The ADP is fine. It did drop with Carson Wentz and Quilton Nelson suffering injury, and I think that's why it dropped. So Jonathan Taylor is a stud running back. This is not a fade. I'm telling you again, this is not a fade. I just have my concerns with Jonathan Taylor's touches. Now, Frank Wright, we all know he's not really, you know, the guy that's worried about fantasy. Running back committee is alive and well somehow. Naomi Hines is being looked at as an all-around running back from this coaching staff. And then Marlon Mack was brought back. So Marlon Mack, again, is not there to outplay Jonathan Taylor. He's there to be the pest. He's going to get touches that are so unnecessary. We're going to be pulling our hair out. This is the issue with me taking Taylor in that second round. I have valid concerns. Frank Wright, 
He does not care about fantasy. So with Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz, both dealing with the same injury, five to 12 weeks of recovery. These are both injuries that are going to linger throughout the season. So one or both may miss some time eventually during the season. So that definitely hurts the offense as a whole. So Naeem Hines also locked up that role as the pass catcher. So that takes away from JT as well. Not saying he can't do it, but it does take away from him being that the want of having max touches for our RB1 or RB2. So I definitely have valid concerns about Jonathan Taylor. I definitely think he's going to be a stud. I definitely look at, you know, the last five games of the season last year where he completely exploded, which is great. But if we really look at it, it's the bottom of the table defenses and the hurt Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So, yeah, there's that. So I don't know if his ADP would have been in the first round if that didn't happen, if he kind of mixed it up with, you know, semi-defenses, but we're not going to get into that. But I really feel like I have valid concerns. I don't have a clear mind taking Jonathan Taylor in that second round to be my RB1 or RB2. So I just want you guys to think about it. Get the juices flowing. Maybe you get Austin Eckler in the first round and then double back with Jonathan Taylor, which is completely fine. But, you know, as an RB1, RB2, I don't know. I just feel very uneasy. I just want to make sure I have a backup plan and be able to audible it if, you know, Frank Wright decides it's going to be a slow start for Jonathan Taylor. So last but certainly not least, I got nothing against the guy, Miles Gaskins. Now, there's a well-known running back committee alive and well that was reported last season. So Malcolm Brown started off preseason as the lead back, which doesn't mean too much. It's just preseason. They're just filling these guys out. But with a well-known running back committee with Miles Gaskins going as a lot of RB2s for a lot of players, and that four-round ADP, hmm. It's a little risky business there. So I definitely want to pump the brakes a little bit on Miles Gassens as an RB2 for a lot of players. I definitely think, you know, Malcolm Brown can easily carve out his role to be the goal line back. He's a big body back. Miles Gaskins, you know, he can have his red zone opportunities as well. Same thing with Salvan Ahmed as well. He's been showing that he can be available out of the backfield to catch passes as well. So all three of these guys are very capable running backs. So with the well-known running back committee, that just has me thinking about Miles Gaskins not being my RB2. RB3, full send. I just don't want to get burned on draft day taking a guy with all these things that I need to think about. I really feel like it's not like a clear mind after leaving that draft board with Miles Gaston to the roster, especially as your RB2. I don't think he'll be able to, you know, produce week to week for you in PPR formats with all these other guys able to, you know, jump in at any time. So, it's not really anything to get excited about a Dolphins running back because last year they ranked bottom of the table with rushing yards per game. So, again, with all these variables and all these things that are hindering him, it's like I need a game plan. I need a supporting cast. I need to have him as my RB3. So I want to navigate and probably audible out of that fourth round to not even, like, target him, to not even look at him, look elsewhere. I'm looking at wide receivers there. I already said I'd rather target, you know, Robert Woods or a – Mike Evans or Cooper Cup, et cetera, et cetera. So just want you guys to think about it. Just think about when you go on the draft day, you know, look at Miles Gaskins. Do I need him right now? Can I just let him fall? Can I just miss on him? Can I just avoid him at all costs? But again, this isn't a fade episode. I just want you guys to think about it. Are you willing to pay a fourth round slash have him as your RB2 price? I don't know. So this wraps up another great episode. This was risky business three guys i brought to the table that i just want you to think about on draft day get the mind going get the mind flowing i want you guys to be prepared to be ready to audible or change the game plan or have a supporting cast for any of these players if you do 
pick them. So make sure you guys sign up at Prize Picks and use promo code MMN, and you will be able to match up your deposit up to a hundred bucks. Let's get that money this year. It is bring home the gold season. Peace. Oh.